0: There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to InJitsu.com slash RichardListens to get your first class free. That's injits ucom com I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Listens. Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me. Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time. Send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Without further ado, I'm going to be inviting on shortly. Um, my guest today
1: is the head of sports partnerships at Tagboard, and she's also the director of football operations, PR, and social media at First Pick Sports, Farron Benjamin.
2: I know. Thank you for having me. This is great.
1: Yeah, we're so happy to have you on the show, and there's so much to talk about. So we understand you had to go shopping for the show.
2: I'm heading out to Super Bowl week next week and I've been looking at the weather pretty closely and I have nothing in my closets for that type of weather. So the last two weekends have been spent trying to figure out what how you comprehend twelve degrees. <laughs> um and I look in my closet, I have tank tops and shorts and athletic outfits and maybe a few pairs of jeans. So
0: now you've been to Green I'm testing before, out
2: my right? new I'm testing out my new clothes this week since it's in the sixties. That's freezing, right? Nice.
0: <laughs> for us it is. How does it compare to Green Bay? Because you've been to Lambeau Field, correct?
2: Oh, Green Bay was pretty cold. I went uh, for the first time last December, and that was the first snowfall of the year. So there was nothing on the ground. So there wasn't like that kind of added layer of cold. But it got to about, I'd say about 25 or 30 degrees the entire game. That was pretty cold. But I don't know what 12 (laughs) degrees is. I do not know what two, and I do not know what negatives are.
1: I must be totally naive. For some reason, I thought that Minnesota had a retractable roof. They don't.
2: The so you're you're okay in the stadium. It's you're, you're good in the oh, game. Okay, gotcha. It's gotcha. the five days before the game, <laughs> right. running around the city, in and out of cabs and Ubers, and that's what I am not prepared for yet.
1: Yes, but how exciting the Super Bowl! Have yeah. you been to one before?
2: I have never been to the game itself. Wow, this will be my fourth year of going to Super Bowl week. So usually get there around Wednesday and I usually always take off on Sunday or excuse me, Saturday afternoon. So this is my first time to actually go to the game. I'm actually very excited.
0: Wow. And will Tag Board be featured at the event? Is it possible? We
2: are are working on that right now. So hopefully we can have some really cool activations in the stadium and uh, around Super Bowl week at different events and concerts and uh VIP lounges and stuff so we're uh it's it's kind of go time right now so we should be narrowing down our activations hopefully uh this week so
1: And that um. is exciting. We do want to get into your hammer throwing and all of that but <laughs> let's start with tagboard since we mentioned it some of our viewers and followers might be like tagboard what is tagboard what is it you do with tagboard cuz I love it. It's so exciting.
2: Yeah. So Tagboard is a social media aggregation and redisplay tool. So I lead our sports partnership. so I work with teams around the country, ranging from anywhere in NFL and NBA, MLB, and all the way down to minor league baseball and uh, minor league hockey, and a ton of work throughout college athletics. I help aggregate social media content you know, into one place for my clients to then moderate that content and redisplay it in venues and anywhere their fans have a touch point. So I'm helping my clients get bring all that social media content on Game day, and uh, you know, throughout the week and stuff, bringing it to recruiting lounges and bringing it to front offices and trophy halls. And uh, for my clients to then be able to kind of keep that conversation going about everything that's going on around their team, their players, their their schedule, and whatnot. So, I work with, like I said, a wonderful amount of teams around the country. Uh, that's what we're trying to do for some Super Bowl activations is kind of help bring all that so- Super Bowl content to one place uh, to redisplay it uh, in stadium and, and around the venue throughout the week. So, it's, it's very fun. I get to travel to some amazing places i work with some of the most innovative clients in all of sports whether it's digital folks or marketing or game day production folks it's it's very fun every day is is completely different so you know you're not kind of going into work expecting you know what you're going to do for the day i I can i can go in and look at my calendar and have a good idea of what's going on but we can have a, a client call and say hey we got a brand new coach today. Let's uh, let's figure out a way to bring all these congratulations to together and, and figure out a way to implement it. So each day is very different, uh, which makes it a very unique job and, and very fun.
1: And that was a lot to take in. Now, give us give us a little layman's term. I'm going to Dodger Stadium. How do so you uh, how, do, how does tag? Let, board... Let's do
2: this. You're going to go to the L.A. Rams game. OK, I'll like see yep. Okay, And then uh, you're going to get in there. You're going to get your food. You're going to sit down and then you're going to be kind of glancing around the video boards. And uh, every once in a while, you're going to see on the video boards. It'll say use this hashtag hashtag mob squad to get on the video board. So then you're going to then get out your phone and you're going to take a selfie or you're going to take a picture of the people with you, Uh, mostly selfies, and you're going to post it on on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And you're going to say, having an awesome time at the Rams game. I can't wait for kickoff. And you're going to use hashtag mob squad. That post is then going to go into tag board and somebody from the Rams organization is going to be up in the booth. They're going to see your post. They're going to say, you know what, Peter? That is an awesome selfie you put out today. I'm going to press approve and I'm now going to see it on the video board the next cycle. Wow. It's very cool. Who doesn't love seeing themselves on a Jumbotron?
0: Yeah. Well, except when it's the kiss cam, right?
2: I stay (laughs) far away. I duck.
0: So, what was the theory behind this? Did this come about from teams wanting to give uh, fans more interactive experience? I mean, what brought this to about?
2: Yeah. So, um, the company started originally with with broadcast. So, um, that's kind of one of the biggest uh, departments that we work in at Tagboard. And um, so, you know, it's you know, our one of our co founders and and CEOs, Jenny Hogan, along with our our CEO Josh Decker, came together and and tried to figure out ways to put social media, on TV broadcasts. So that's kind of how originally it all started. And now it's kind of bringing that fan element to stadiums. So, you know, they, Tag Board was working with sports well beyond uh, the time before I came. And, uh, you know, my job when I got there was to help expand sports in into all different verticals and to different teams throughout the country. And that's kind of what we're, we're here to do. So, it, like I said, it originally started on broadcast and that was the idea behind it. And now it's, you know, imagine, you know, waking up and, you know, you turn on the, the local news here. So let's say ABC7, you wake up in the morning and it says, hey, guys, there's a, the, big crash and a car fire on the side of the five, you can actually bring in social media posts, which ABC seven does. And you can actually see fans pictures directly from that are driving by the cra- I mean they shouldn't really be on their phones but people are and um, ABC 7 can pull up those live pictures directly from the freeway of people passing that crash or being diverted and you know you're not only getting a bird's eye view from a helicopter you're now getting on the ground content from fans for free that are submitting the content and sending it to ABC 7 or using a hashtag so um, I do the same thing with my sports clients it's you know where do you want fan content to live how many different places do you want it in stadium do you want it on web? Do you want it in your recruiting lounges? Do you want it in your trophy halls? And they'll tell me where the, where they think it should go and we implement from there.
1: Wow. Wow, that is crazy. And also can they do separate campaigns for different social media platforms like hey, on Instagram we want to focus on this, on Twitter we want to focus on this?
2: Absolutely. So we can do um, you know, you can have a an Instagram selfie contest or you can have tweet Tweet your favorite player and stuff. So our, our platform allows us to to allow our clients to pick and choose what platforms they pull in from. Uh, you can pull in from a variety of them. So you can pull in from all of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Flickr, Periscope, you name it. Or you can say, you know what, Farron? I just want to pull in today um, Instagram selfies. So then we can just say, okay, only pull in Instagram posts that are using hashtag mob squad. And we can pull in that way. So everything is very customizable. Every every client is different. Every campaign that every client runs is different. We do unique campaigns when, when new coaches are hired. We do unique campaigns uh, for tree lighting ceremonies. We did it with the Carolina Panthers this year. Uh, we do unique campaigns for brand new stadiums and, and groundbreaking ceremonies. So essentially, anytime your fans are submitting content or having a conversation about something that's going on, we're here to capture it for you and bring it to you in one place.
1: And, you know, Farron and Dr. Richard speaking in social media. Dr. Richard, your social media expert is with us here today, Jewel Hargrove. She's amazing. Does amazing posts for you and for the show.
0: In fact, she and just an amazing behind the scenes
1: light bulb change. Yes. If, and we are highly interested in your journey, Farron. And so this is actually a good natural segue before we get into the hammer toss, which we're <laughs> dying to talk about. What led you to Tagboard and social media and such?
2: My path is very it's a long one, but it's, it's a fun one. I met one of my mentors, Jenny Hogan, when I was working for, for Twitter. So I worked for Twitter Sports uh, right out of college and I met her backstage at the BET Awards. So I was in the process of grabbing Lionel Richie and Oprah to grab them to come have them come over to a Twitter mirror activation that we were doing and she was working behind the scene with me and and Kiki Palmer and a few other folks and and she was helping bring social media content to a touch screen behind scenes and we ended up hitting it off. It was like two women in tech and sports that just collided and wow. uh, we started uh, meeting up and when we could. She's she was based out of Seattle at the time and uh, I was here in Los Angeles, so we would we would keep in touch over the phone and and we we continued to kind of just be a you know thought leaders and you know what are you seeing in your industry, what are you seeing in mine? And you know I ended up leaving Twitter uh, a few months later and she was she was there every step of the way and uh, she had always uh, re- she had always talked to me about reaching out about new ideas and-, and things that I can do on my own. And she's always pushed me to start my own business and and whatnot. And, you know, at the time she was at Tag Board and she's like, Fair, and I think you should come to our team. And I was like, what? Like what? <laughs> tag- what, do- what would I do? Social media? Do I post? Do I? She's like, no, I, I think you should come um, sell for us. And I was like, sale. I like, never asked for a dollar. Like I don't I don't sell anything. I've always been on the player representation side. I've been on the partnership side at Twitter. And so she's like, I think you'd be good at it. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know about that one, Jenny. And she, you know, we went back and forth for months and she finally had convinced me to, to give it a try. I've never looked back. It's It's been fun. I, I don't view sales, you know, very in, in a normal sense. I, it's very much about relationship building. And how can I help you solve your problem? If I can't, I'm going to point you in the right direction. And, you know, I, I build very healthy relationships on on that. And, and you know, at the end of the day, there there is money exchange, but uh, it's, it's a lot easier if, if you can build that trust. and and know that you, you have someone's back, you know, no no matter what direction they want to go, I'm just here to help solve a problem. And, um, thankfully with, with that platform, I can help solve a lot of people's problems. So it's, it's been really fun. It's, It's taught me how to really dive into the business side of me. And I've always been a partnership side. I've always been a, um, a relationship side. And now, um, I've, I've strengthened up my business side of, of what I can bring to the table. And it's all, it's all thanks to them.
0: So that's really, yeah, that's really unique that your relationship to sports organizations, uh, I got you in the in the ball game, but really this you had to go through a certain transformation that yep. no know, knowing who you were not and being willing to step into the uncomfortability of that, even to take on this new fun challenge. And now for for myself, you know, going to go ball games throughout the summer. Right. I, I almost don't know what to do without, you know, taking selfies and hashtag right. try, trying to get up there on the screen like fans, especially, you know, millennials. Everyone wants to be part of the experience. It's no longer just enough to go and like sit at the game and read your news paper. Right. You know, people. Everybody's
2: on their phones and it's, you know, if if they're going to be on their phones, I'm going to give them something to do while they're on their phones. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to help enhance that. So
1: participation points. Yes.
2: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Kudos.
1: And it's got to be pretty cool when your clients are like sports teams and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So a lot of times I'll go and um, you know, my clients are usually uh the digital marketing or uh, game day production folks. So a lot of times when I go visit and um, if it's during a game, I'm I'm up in the boxes, you know, with all the folks that are pushing buttons and making lights go on and making TV screens go on. And um, I've uh, USC is obviously I'm, I'm a former Trojan, and um, USC is, is one of my clients and very close to the folks over there and the game day folks over there. I, I went to school with, and so he let me uh, go in the press box one day and push some of the buttons. Wow, I'm I'm a huge I love pushing physical buttons like. Be careful, it's Jarvis. It's very shiny. Yeah, Be Jarvis, you, you got a lot of you got a lot of buttons over there. that are colorful. <laughs> and so um it was one of those things he's like, okay, push this one, not that one. And I'm like, don't tell me which ones not to push, because then I want to push those ones. But I, it's really cool. I mean, for you guys, for you just go in there and start pushing and sliding buttons around, and all of a sudden you're you're live on the video boards. It's uh it's kind of nerve-wracking. <laughs> I remember when I was at SC um in my off seasons, I would work different sports. So I would work football and I would work basketball. And uh one weekend we had a buy for track and I worked a baseball game. And they're like, Farron, yeah. <laughs> you're in charge of stats today and you're in charge of the, like the video board. So you're in charge of like, you're, you're the one that puts up it's three strikes and two outs out there. And I'm like,
0: oh gosh yeah if you get that wrong you can make some people mad yeah
2: and they're like okay fair enough. it's only like three buttons so you don't <laughs> only gotta worry about these three and i'm like okay cool like i can worry about these three and they're like but just know that like you have to understand what the ref is calling or the umpire is calling so i'm like okay and so i like before i push two outs i'd be like two outs two outs two outs, <laughs> okay, two outs. <laughs> so I, t- <laughs> I don't know what it is about like buttons and, and in the press boxes and stuff but i'm glad the eagles or the ravens or those folks don't let me anywhere near those because i can just <laughs> de- 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 you, you
1: put the wrong down marker <laughs> yeah. up there <laughs>
2: It's all of a sudden the nineteenth quarter.
1: <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. But I've always wondered who was in charge of like those buttons for balls and strikes and.
2: Fair and Benjamin was that one day one <laughs> wow. day of her life.
1: <laughs> and uh, you did mention USC. I'm like I'm sniffing a segue here. Ooh. USC hammer throwing, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't even know. Should we go to USC hammer throw or should we go to you know playing football? In high school. all oh, right. I, I think we need to, to, to go.
1: We need to go there. I think we need to go all the way back and then to the hammer throw <laughs> or to hammer toss. I keep.
2: Oh, hammer throw. OK, it's hammer, hammer throw. throw.
1: So because, yeah, hammer throw has kind of been like our big, like, can't wait to talk about the hammer throw. So, yeah, let's talk about high school football.
2: I played soccer for a big chunk of my life. I grew up in Orange County and my high school soccer was very competitive. I mean, I remember going to tryouts when I was in eighth grade and it was like 95 people for 12 spots, uh, maybe 15 spots if they were going to bump some people up for JV or Varsity. So wow. I, I knew that the odds were in my favor, but not in my favor at all. You know, I always played local soccer. I always played AYSO and I did travel ball and all-star teams with those. I never was part of a, you know, a league and stuff where you had to go into all these insane tournaments every month and every weekend in Lancaster, which is where they always were. Uh, <laughs> my parents can thank me for that later. Um, so I always played local soccer and was really good at it. And so I was like, OK, cool. High school, I'm going to play soccer. I I'd always had this passion for football. My, my dad was a big time football player my the benjamin side of my family is all women and uh and one boy and so nobody had played football so i was like man I, so my dad my dad had played football I, I loved football my dad and i used to fly back to rams games and and we'd go to st louis and we'd take red eyes and, and be out there and we'd be on the field and uh so i just had this i grew up had this passion for football one day i kind of went to my parents and i was like i'm gonna try out for for the los alamitos high school boys football team my mom was like no you're not <laughs> my dad was like kind of quiet in the background like could be kind of cool.
0: Uh, I and figured they, there had to be somebody who was yeah, like, yeah, my mom can... was like, <laughs> <laughs> my
2: mom was like, you're sick. No, go back to bed. And uh, I told him, I was like, no, I think I could do it. Like I, cause I was in the best shape of my life, you know, coming off soccer and, and whatnot. So I was like, I think I'm going to do it. And so I went out in, uh, in June before, uh, so it would have been like right when I finished eighth grade and went out in June and I did a, a camp. So they had a camp for like five days. The head coach at the time was coach John Barnes. So at the time he was the the winningest coach in Orange County history. So there was a big reputation there. We had come off some CIF finals appearance so our program was at the top you know uh, at that time and so I went in there <laughs> I was probably I was probably five three or five four like 120 pounds and I walked in there and everyone's kind of looking around like whose sister is this
1: <laughs> and
2: uh so they started lining guys up for warm-ups and I lined up right there and everybody was kind of like
1: were they like hey cheerleading <laughs> practices <is> over <laughs> no, there? no because I
2: wasn't dressed like that like I had <laughs> shorts on I, I probably had tall socks thinking I was playing soccer and um everyone was kind of like whispering and I was like they're like hi can I help you and I was like yeah I'm here for tryouts I'm here for camp and everyone was just kind of like okay um, just let her they're like just let her do it let her do it she'll like fall out I killed it right so yeah. back then I was <laughs> I was small but uh, you know I was kind of bigger than a lot of the guys you know freshmen in, in high school so I did the camp and then they said okay everybody have a good summer if you want to play football freshman report back on this date <laughs> so I, re- I reported <laughs> back on that date and uh, I made the team and I was a uh, I was a weak side corner so I was uh
0: did the coach ever come up to you and like so
2: just... so Coach Barnes is a varsity yeah. coach. I was on the freshman team, and our head coach at the time was a former. Most of our coaches were all former Los Alamos High School players, and my head coach was like kind of cool about it. Uh, one of my coaches was Bernard Riley, so he was a former Trojan and whatnot. So I learned from him. My position coach was a guy named Brandon Cherie. I was awful. I, I understood everything, but I just. Tackling, I was good at it, but not, if you're like running slants, yeah, I would maybe grab your shoelace. Um, so we had, I had that, I was the girl, like I, after, <laughs> after practice, coach Riley would always pull me aside and he'd make me stay and he'd teach me how to tackle and he'd always take like, I kind of felt bad. He'd take like the smallest dude on the team and he'd pull him aside and be like, you're going to help fair and tackle. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for making you stay. And um, I got better at it. Um, I think I ended up playing in, in six out of nine games and had some tackles and... Some tip balls here and there and and whatnot, but uh, it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. I the the gu- the team and the guys like really kind of stood behind me. Um, at first they're just like, "What is she doing?" But then you know they they became they got really protective. I remember us playing Edison and um. We were at home, and it was it was a run to the right, and I I'm playing on the left side, and there was a lineman that came out of nowhere, and his goal on that play was to just knock me out of the game. When you watch film, he just the play is going over here, and this guy is doing a beeline towards (laughs) me, and he knocked me out. I mean, I probably flew about ten yards, landed on my like side of my face, and Mm. the brawl started afterwards, and I wasn't (laughs) even in it. I was like, I'm I'm over here. I can't even speak because my jaw's like all cricket and I, i've never i've never had pain like that in my whole life <laughs> that guy I will not say his name ended up going to usc and then we both end up at usc and i'm like you're wow. the you're the guy who <laughs> who literally tried to take me out when we were freshmen
0: <laughs> and so that down. Did, yeah <laughs> no i remember, remember
2: him, i re, yes I remember him coming to SC and I'm like, why do I know this guy's name? Because obviously I found out the guy's name who, like, you know, knocked me out of that game. And um, he ended up being an athlete at USC on football. And I was just like
1: But did he remember hitting you? Yes. <laughs>
2: I was like, so you purposely like we we settled it. Um we never became good friends like at SC, but you know, like I say, it was just funny that we both ended up being USC athletes in our own paths you and have invited um, him to
0: hammer throw practice oh, and, oh, well.
1: just stand right over here.
2: So right over there. I usually shank it right there. <laughs> so but no, no? He- it was the best experience of my life it when, was um it was so cool
1: when you got up from that hit or maybe made a great play being that you were such an inspirational story did you ever get the rudy slow clap
2: no <laughs> you know when i played i put my hair up in a bun and i put like the the Under Armour or the nike like caps over to hold my hair in so the only way that people knew that i was a girl is if they saw on film me on the sidelines, like redoing it right. or, or whatnot. But I never, I didn't have hair hanging out the bottom, nothing, because I just didn't want people to target me were, for that. Were
1: there teams that didn't even know you were a woman? Correct, yeah. Wow, that's great. So, and if you, and Farron Benjamin, you might not know that's a woman or a man.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> my, my, the troubles with my name is a whole, a whole nother show segment. Ah. But uh, no, you really don't. If you just saw it on the roster, you'd just be like, oh, Farron, okay, whatever. Um, It's not like Krista or, you know, right. Mary. Um, so you could, I mean, yeah, they you could easily overlook it, but the Edison was one of the teams that that caught on. That thirty number thirty is a girl. Number thirty <laughs> on the defense. <laughs> if Jeez. she gets in, she is a girl.
1: Jeez. But I love that they were so inclusive with you and supported you and backed you up. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, it was it was it's kind of shocking too, Because right? we're all immature. We're all freshmen in high school. You know, people usually aren't like that developed as far as like taking care of people like that and being protective. But it was uh, we went to war. We went to war and.
0: It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home these classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to InJitsu.com slash listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. So, what did that experience give you because that's a tremendous amount of courage.
2: That's what it was. I
0: mean, it sounds like seeing some people, if they get that kind of disapproval from their mom, that might be enough.
2: yeah uh, it's uh, it's funny. she ended up being like the first one to games like we we it'd be like a four o'clock kickoff and she'd be there at like three o'clock like. <laughs> um, no, it's it's one of those things where you're doing something so against the norm. You're going against everything. like. I mean, you're you're a one girl on a, a 99 person team, and um, you you kind of just go in your own bubble. And and the fact that I it wasn't the fact that I I broke through like that, and I was like, oh cool, she's the only girl on a guy's football team. It was like the courage to do it by myself, like because you know you're 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 in your own locker room. So in the summertime, no one else is there besides water polo. Those are the only like you know fall sports that are. Getting ready to train. So it's, you know, you get yourself to practice. You're you're in your own locker room. You got to make sure you coordinate it with the the janitors to open up your locker room because they're not used to opening up a women's locker room for football practice. And uh it, it's kind of just getting through the fact that like I could make it through those practices. I mean you're hitting all practice long you're you're doing drills. You're running. You're you're trying to compete um, to to get playing time. You're trying to compete to get attention. Oh, we had to watch film at lunchtime. So it was one of those things where I was like, I, if I can make it through this as a freshman and I was 14 years old and I can and I can get through the rigors of, of playing a sport like that and understanding what it's like to be in that world. There's not really any challenges that come That are harder than that. It's one of those things where it's it's probably one of the best accomplishments of my life. It's like I said, it's it's freshman football, right? It's it's uh, nine games of your life and stuff. But it's uh it's kind of just being that one person who decided to do things differently and may not have had the support of everybody at the beginning, but earned earned everybody's respect. And you know, I was there to play ball. I wasn't there to to goof around. I wasn't there to just run around with ninety nine guys my freshman year in high school. I mean, my first day. This is the best part. My first day of high school. I had to wear my jersey like, because it was game day. So right. on game day, you got to wear your jersey to school. So my first impression, everybody at that high school that saw me on the first day of school, their first impression of me I was like, who's jersey. Is this girl wearing already? It's <laughs> yeah. day one. But it was mine. So that my first day of high school, I remember I came to school in, in khaki shorts and our blue home jersey.
0: What a lesson in just being true to who you are and, yeah. and having to face what people think and not caring about what people no,
2: think. No, it was one of those things where I, I think I made my family really proud. It was, uh, I know my dad was like beaming and my mom was finally like, yeah, you go girl. You know, but um, it was just one of those things where, you know, I had grown up with uh, my dad and my uncle, my grandpa, Everybody played football and then you have a generation of all women and uh, one guy who doesn't play football and you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this somebody let this keep living on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, my parents made it to every game, my grandparents um, and stuff. So it was it was really cool. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, you're, and your father
1: must have been so proud because of like not being a son. He's, just to give a bird's eye view here, we have about 15 minutes left and we got to hear about the hammer throwing, but then there's this whole other aspect of Farron that we got to get to. So uh, let's get to the hammer throw. <laughs> got to hear Be- about the hammer. Right.
0: Because I mean, this is like- <laughs> Not a, everyone is drawn like playing high school football yeah, so as the only
1: girl on the team. High school football, then you go to USC. What percentage of people pick up the hammer throw? I yeah. Mean, what, what, so what I've never, you?
2: these are two things that I've never done. I've never- never shooken hands with another Farron and I've never shaken hands off of a competitive field with another hammer thrower. I've never just walked on the street like, oh, you're nothing You're nothing athlete? Oh, that's an athlete. What'd you play? Hammer? Hammer. Never. I've, those are the two things I've never. So my, like, to bridge it, my, my, Football coach in high school was also the track coach. Um, so I followed him to track, and I ended up competing in track for four years at Los Salle And then I went to a community college right out of high school. I uh, I was that one person who I I, t- I attended the 2004 USC Cal game, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Liner. It's my first ever college athletic football game, and that day I was like, I'm going to SC. That's it. I'm going to SC. and um, I only applied to USC out of high school. I didn't do the whole let me let me apply 20 places and then pick. I was like, nope. I'm not. I'm applying to one. That's all I'm going to. I don't every, every single person in my life was like, "Fair." Farron, that's not a good idea. Not a good idea. And I heard not a good idea in so many different languages and terms <laughs> that I can say it in like I can I can tell you how many times you can say not an idea, not a good idea mm-hmm. in like a different tones. But um, I was like, I don't I don't care. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to see. And um ended up getting rejected with uh with like a four point three and a, a resume that you you'd love to kind of fit extra room on. But there was no room and wow. very competitive year. I remember 2008 was the biggest graduating class in the history of the United States. States at that time and so I knew the, the odds again weren't stacked in my favor and um, ended up getting rejected so I was like you know what I'm gonna go to Orange Coast College I'm gonna compete in track I'm gonna take I ended up taking 50 units and in one year so wow. 20 Whoa. 20 20 and 10 in the winter time and I got out and um, OCC was awesome I was, a pentath- I, was a hept- I was a pentathlete so I competed in hammer and shot put javelin long jump and triple jump it's
1: really too bad you're not a go getter at all Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of dragging the show down here but go so, on
2: so I, I ended up you know when i one of my coaches at Occ was a, a former track uh, coach at USc and, and made the connection and um you know I ended up starting to specialize in the hammer throw hammer throwing is very much a sport of quickness um you also have to have a lot of power um so in college I was probably i was probably five five and at occ I was probably five five maybe 150 so I was still kind of slim but I still had some weight that i could I could put some power behind it so I fell in love with the hammer throw and I ended up walking on at USC and um i remember walking into our first meeting and my coach is like hi who are you I was like I'm Farron I'm a transfer from OCC this is my first day at USC and I'm gonna throw hammer he goes awesome um our NCAA champion just threw 243 in June what do you throw and I was like 100 (laughs) and like you could just hear like people breathing I was like I threw 100 feet at OCC I'd only done it for four months and he goes sit down sit down and uh ended up trying out that entire fall and my my coach decided to kind of take take a whim and and give me a shot, and you never look back.
0: Wow, wow! So you you admitted honesty, and then got crickets.
2: Crick! I mean, you, I'm throwing 143 feet underneath the, the the NCAA champion that year. Who was a Trojan?
0: So, what do you think you were able to convey? yeah that that rose to that moment
2: it was, it was my work ethic i told him i was like i i will be the first one and i'll be the last one out um i was i told him i will i will grab i will grab equipment i will be your equipment manager i will i will be i'll file papers in your office i was i was desperate i was like i will i'll buy you lunch every day and i i was i was like i will do anything to prove it to you and um it's it's funny i as it evolved my my coach um every day he had a coffee so it was always a venti coffee Straight coffee from Starbucks. So my first two and a half years, I did not walk onto that practice field without going to Starbucks grabbing grab me a coffee. And we had Starbucks pods like on campus. So... I, I did not take the field unless I had that coffee in my hand I did that for two and a half seasons. Wow. I love that. What a story. It was it was crazy. It's one of those things. So I, I started be- becoming on that. I started becoming like a the coach's, you know, pet or whatever it was. And then, you know, I, I started handling a lot of low, what I said I do. I said, I'll handle paperwork. I'll handle our travel. I'll handle everything. And so um, I got the the nickname, the mofo. And um, he, to this day, he still called me the mofo. It's uh, the manager of field operations. So um, after practice, you know it's you know as I got older and got seniority, obviously I stopped getting coffee. Obviously I stopped bringing out equipment and um, and whatnot. But I was still the mofo. So anything that went on with our with our Trojans, we call them the Trojans, the throwing Trojans. Anything that went on with the Trojans, it went through coach and then it went through me and uh, made sure everything was intact. We were the tightest knit group on on, on the track team. We were the only ones that were the, like organized to the to a T. I told him I'd to do it. I said day one I told you I'd do it. So my last day competing there as a senior, um,
1: I still held true to my word. But that being said, you were still a great competitor. Yeah. Right?
2: I was. I mean, so, you said
1: 143 but obviously you're not going to stay on the team if you're not throwing competitively.
2: Right. So when I, throughout my time at SC, I think I, I probably gained about 60, 60 feet. On on my the end of my throw, so I I walked in there throwing about hundred, but on a consistent basis at OCC, I probably threw about eighty five or ninety, and then I walked out of SC, just throwing a few throws just under one sixty. Wow! So and that that was me walking onto a the number one track and field throwing program in the country at the time, um, still is, and um, you know having thrown hammer for five months, and I'm competing against Hungarians. On my own team that had thrown hammer for seven years. And they, they, at the time, they were still throwing 100 feet farther than me.
1: They just grow up the hammer. They do. They, <laughs> it's
2: a whole different.
1: And how sick wow. and tired do you get of it's hammer time?
2: You know what? It just goes in and out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all. Uh, Did you guys that.
1: ever have like an MC Hammer Pants road trip or anything like that?
2: No, we didn't. We were heavy um, ACDC listeners in the weight room, it was my coach's oh, thing. Nice. Yeah. So we threw chalk around and. Listen to ACDC and my coach loved it. We would I would put on like Rihanna sometimes because I was like, you know, I still was like, I don't want to do like all these curse words, but I want something like a little bit sweeter. And he walked in there one day and yanked the cord. And I was like, oh, he's like, who put on Rihanna? I was like, you know what, coach? I don't know who did that today.
1: And now speaking of Rihanna, we have about seven minutes left of the show. There's one of my tragically bad segues. But I mean, each aspect of your life, Aaron we could spend a whole show on. So, but we do want to talk about this other aspect of your life. Yes. and representing athletes. This, this is crazy. It's so incredible.
2: Yeah, so I work alongside Keyshawn Johnson. I manage his day to day and he owns a sports agency called First Pick Sports.
0: Did he know you were the Mofo? <laughs> he,
2: he wouldn't care.
1: He knows it now. Yeah, he does. Hi, he Keyshawn. won't admit it, but he knows
2: it. No, I handle everything off the field. So I handle PR and social media and client maintenance and marketing. And um, I think I work with about twenty, just over twenty five guys right now. So it is so that, you're that's kind my of first
1: pick sports mofo.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I love it. Exactly
2: manager of football operations, yes. not field. There we yeah. Um, so yeah. So yes, I have about twenty-five or just over twenty-five athletes now. We just signed a, a rookie class of nine, and um, this is my third my third year with them, and um, it's amazing. It's uh, it's one of those things where, as an athlete, you'll you'll always connect to to former athletes, right? So I, I represent NFL players now, and you know, not only my my past of understanding the game of football from a player's perspective, but being an athlete in college and being on track and being around the football program. I worked for the football program in my off seasons uh, on, in the sports information department under Tim Tesalone and one of one of my greatest mentors to this day. And, you know, I I, there's just something about it that I just I love I love watching people succeed and, and helping them in any way that I can succeed in their next ventures whether that's on the field whether that's a short career on the field and a, a long career with a foundation off the field it's a passion of mine it in um, it's one of those things where it's, it's very hard to uh to give up right you know you're 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 following along these people's careers that become your friends they become like family and you're helping them not only develop as men but develop as as people that that reach out and, and give back to the community and people that make a difference uh, back in their hometown their hometowns and within their their college their former college space and throughout the NFL and it's it's truly remarkable to be along for that journey because I, I partially understand it. I understand the ups and downs of athletics. And so for me to be here and to help out with everything off the field, like, you know, I, I, it really kind of helps kind of keep everybody very well-rounded and, and kind of keep everybody grounded.
1: Can you uh, give us a shout out to some of the the guys you represent?
2: You know, I, I work with a, an abundance of players that are, you know, doing all different things, whether they're um, just getting their career started, whether, whether they're hanging the cleats up, whether they're doubling between the two. Um, but I, I have a I have a big group of guys that uh, I, I really enjoy working with and kind of helping them pursue their passions off the field.
1: And a lot of your guys have really inspirational stories, too. Like, we'll get into Jeremiah in a second, but correct me if I'm wrong, McMillan from Miami, isn't that just like a story of perseverance of one's foot on the field and he Got injured and he's like, I'll be back.
2: It's yeah. I the the Dolphins name them as their starter of the summertime, and you know obviously they want to see him on the field and see what he can do in, in all different positions. And uh, they put him on punt return the first series of the Dolphins' first preseason game and first play of his life. ACL. Wow. So that was that was hard. I've, that was really hard for me to watch. He he works very hard every day, and he's uh, he's he's truly a definition of perseverance. He's he always has a smile on his face. He's always positive. There's never problems. It's always like you know we'll get through this. We'll we'll get through this. And so it's been remarkable to kind of watch his journey through rehab and and uh, watching him kind of get get stronger and better. And I'm I'm nervous for people that have to face him next year because he's right. coming out with vengeance.
0: And I got to luckily run into Farah when she was um, hanging out with Jeremiah, Allison, Pat post-workout
2: bring my clients to the gym we train together it's (laughs) you got to keep that competitive edge and
0: that's
1: how you guys met right yeah at
0: the gym well, you know, and Farron. Farron was just, you know, almost hit me with a kettlebell. <laughs> and, <laughs> that
2: sounds right. <laughs> so
0: you feel like you better go over and make nice, you know. But uh, no, we've been we've been sharing some of the classes and, and putting in work together. But then I looked over next to me and there was someone lifting probably three times my weight. And I was like, well, I should take notice of that gentleman. And then on the way out, Farron said, oh, do you know Jeremiah Allison? And we had caught him on undrafted. And we hope to, uh, you know, maybe we'll get him on the show someday and feature his story further. But, Absolutely. but we got to see Farron with uh, Jeremiah and the relationship relationship. between you know the agent client and it was it was really you know you could see the trust whether or not he's you know making legislative changes or working in sports law or he's getting a tryout on the field next year you could just feel uh the importance when someone's in that journey and working so hard and may have lost family members that someone's in their corner that they can trust and and it was i was glad i really got to catch a glimpse of that i was like a little kid like can i hang out and meet him too you know so (laughs) no he's
2: uh he's amazing it's clients like jeremiah that that (laughs) have help me keep going and it's it's clients like him that 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 change your life right you you have people from all walks of life you know Kenny Clark and Raekwon and Jeremiah and Hayes and, and Randall Telfer they all come from different walks of life and you know you when you build that trust with them and you start to to, to understand where they come from and and what they're passionate about and, and what they love and things that they don't like and you build that trust based on a friendship I mean the the opportunities for for what we can do together is endless you know I, I've put my full trust in, in people like Jeremiah and I know that he's he's extended his hand and put his full trust in me and that that type of working relationship is is so valuable and i i'm very much an advocate of making sure that the clients that i do work with in in that aspect are always feel like that they always feel like she is forever in my corner there's nothing that she's going to do that will ever put me in jeopardy that will ever make me look you know towards media in a negative way um so th- those type of friendships and relationships that i have with my clients is is so valuable because like i said when you when you trust each other it you're now just building an empire and you're just like like, what's next? Like what are we do next? You know, we're working on, unlaunching a foundation with Jeremiah right now. And a few of my other clients, Kenny Clark's working on launching a foundation. Hayes Blart has a foundation. Randall Telfer's trying to put his together. So it's, it's really great and amazing young man.
1: I love to hear that. These young athletes are giving back like right away. That's so great. And Keyshawn gives back a lot. So it's probably good for them to be associated with him.
2: Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like one of the busiest people I've ever been around. People think that I'm obnoxious and I, my head's like in a thousand different places in a day. And he's a, uh, uh, he's got a lot on his plate he's a very busy man very smart has a lot of a lot of expertise not only in obviously football and, and media and broadcasting but um in business and relationships like that and um it, it's great to learn from him too he's uh he doesn't his, his motors going all day long so we i think we both exhaust each other we'll call each other like four times a day and finally i'm just like i know that you're mad at picking up the phone i'm mad looking at you calling but <laughs> i just have one more question <laughs> one more question about this appearance that we're doing so it's uh it's fun
1: Farron, it's good night you got someone like Dr. Richard in your corner. We do talk on this show a lot about like, you know, a life past injury or if for some reason, like, you know, you get caught or something and and you're not in professional sports anymore, what do you do afterwards and stuff? So let's say let's take the the case of uh Raekwon. So Dr. Richard, let's take Raekwon, who is first step in his first professional game out to prove himself, ACL injured. Boom. Luckily he's got a great hat on his shoulders. He's got Farron in his corner, giving him great counsel and guidance. But what do you do when he walks into your office as a psychologist and says, This sucks?
0: Well, clearly you want to take that same passion and work ethic and channel it into the recovery from injury. But there's always a little bit we talk about there's a little bit of grief or, or loss or fear that comes up there may be a little bit of time that they need when they're in the privacy of my office, they may not be sharing that with the public and they may not be comfortable sharing that. I mean, in different ways, they may, the agent is going to read a face. But I'm going to help them hopefully get to the root of, yeah, what's the fear, right? The fear is I just tore my ACL, and maybe never going to play again, or, or the worst case scenario. So I want to help them get to the roots of that because if we can identify it, not that we want to get stuck in it, but that's kind of what we're battling against every single day. That's kind of what they're battling against to get out of bed every morning. Um, and, and how they're responding to that fear, right? I'm not going to, I'm afraid to push at the same level. Maybe I'm afraid to injure again. So developing a kind of an internal dialogue around, is it uncomfortable or is it pain? Um, knowing when they need to take breaks and, and, and understand that they're recovering from an injury and when they need to uh, push further into their rehab and trust their team they've put around them. I love it.
1: And uh, we only have a couple minutes left to the show. Farron, you have been an amazing guest. And like I said okay. earlier, I mean, we could have talked on each aspect of your life. Life and professional career on separate shows. So I'm sure she will be a return guest on Richard Listens on I just Sports. want to know
0: if we show up at events to start
1: hashtagging FOMO if it's <laughs> yes. going to get picked up. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay, not FOMO. Like, what is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, mo- my MOFO.
2: MOFO. 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 I'm sorry. mofo. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. FOMO, what's that like? Foam finger. Fear, or, yeah. fear, yeah. fear
2: missing out. There you oh, go.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. See? Did you just come up with that, or is that? No, I cannot take credit for that. Oh, that's kind of like a yolo. Mm-hmm. I guess I yeah. wasn't aware. It of. is
2: same category.
1: So you've been an amazing guest. Um, Thank people you. People can find you on Twitter and Instagram at Farron Benjamin, right? Yep, it's just
2: my name, Farron Benjamin, and I'm on both. And uh, Instagram is kind of where I share, you know, pictures of my life and and kind of a lot. It's a lot of family. It's a lot of close friends. And uh and, and Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is where you where you will catch me uh, with with photos as well, family and and friends and what I do. And you'll catch a lot. Of sports commentary, you'll catch a lot of USC, Let's Go, Fight On, Trojans. Uh, you'll find a lot of uh, congratulations. I send a lot of congrats tweets. I'm a huge, happy birthday advocate. Um, I love birthdays and celebrating people's birthdays. And so uh, my, my Twitter is where it's kind of my day-to-day, let me let you into my world just a little bit.
1: So Farron, you've been an amazing, amazing guest. Thank you so much for coming into the studio And how can they
0: learn more about Tagboard real quick?
2: Uh, They can go to tagboard.com or they can go to our Twitter handle at Tagboard. First Picks is at first with a one S-T pick sports so uh i think in my bio i have all the all the handles in there on my twitter so um feel free to kind of follow along on the multiple journeys that i'm on right now
0: thank you all for tuning in i appreciate it please if you can check out my patreon page.com patreon.com slash richard listens or instagram richard listens Uh, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouthguard that is state of the art. These mouthguards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters. But even better, they can be tailored to any sport, football, hockey, boxing, soccer. The list is endless. Head over to slash Richard Listens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, jitsu.com providing remote at home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to Injitsu.com slash RichardListens to get your first class free. That's injits ucom Take care, everyone.